Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And this is the podcast for the Aquarius full moon that's on August the 3rd, 2020 at 4.58 p.m. Um, London time, universal time. I'll talk a bit more about that chart in a minute. Um, before Jen and I introduce ourselves, uh, just like to say that we do take questions. We actually have two questions for this episode that we'll address at the end of the uh, podcast. And if you want to send us questions, you can either message us on the Weirdly Magical page on Facebook or email weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdlymagical. For $3 a month, you can support our work and we're steadily getting closer to doing patron-only content. Um, so Jen, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jen Deshen, jendeshen.com, and I am an Akashic Healer reader and uh, channel. I have created the Illuminated Journey cards. And yep, that's me. <laughs> Cool. Well, I am Louise Eddington. I am an astrologer and a writer and writer of uh, The Complete Guide to Astrology, which is down there, <laughs> which is doing very well. And I actually have a giveaway on my Facebook page um, right now. And nobody's entering. It's like nobody wants a signed copy of the book. And I've also got five audible codes for the book if you have Audible. So even if you have the book already, if you want it on Audible already, come on over and enter the giveaway. It's pinned to the top of the page. I'm like, you can't give anything away these days. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but you, um, but I, yeah, astrologer and writer. Um, so that's it. I'd rather, let's dive into the chart. So as I said, this um, full moon is going to be on August the 3rd. And it's at 11 degrees Aquarius and it's a full moon. So it's an opposition. So the sun is at 11 degrees of Leo and it's in square, almost exact square to Uranus in Taurus. And Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. It's also in aspect to Chiron in Aries and Ceres in Pisces. So we've got the whole collection at 9, 10 and 11 degrees. There's a couple of other um, aspects we'll talk about on the call, uh, but, you know, obviously it's the full moon, so we'll talk mainly about them. There was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember. It'll come out as we go. Oh, yes. Um, it's at the same degree as a full moon lunar eclipse that was on January the 31st, 2018, and that was at 11 degrees of Leo, where the sun is now so there will be echoes of that period that's for sure so if you want to check back in your life to the beginning of 2018 and see what was happening um it will be the same area of your chart or life that is affected by this um this full moon so jen 11 11 yes before i say that i just wanted to add to what lou was just saying it's something you initiated um to bring your um 
self or your sense of self out into the world. So what is that and how has it come to fruition or the next level? I don't think it's complete yet, but the next level of wherever you're going is good to look back and go, I, I intended this, this is where I am. Where's my next, you know, where else can I go in terms of courage and shining my light out in the world? Uh, so yes, 11, that's so exciting. We have an 11 moon, it's a double 11 because of the sun and moon both being at 11 degrees. And uh, coming out of July, which has been an 11, we're still in July right now when we're doing this, but July being an 11 universal month. And here we have the double 11s, the portals. We have so much history of how the 11 has shaped us, our consciousness, our rise of uh, um, change within us. Um, so the 11 is a, a gateway, a portal, an opportunity to move through or past the threshold, past what is known into the unknown. So definitely a signal that um, we are in a new level of uh, awareness, a new place that we need to move through. Uh, one of the interesting things about the 11 is that it, 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 because it's a master number, it can require or does require mastery. It's not an easy thing to leap into something new. It's not easy to, to necessarily trust ourselves, trust the unknown without practice. So these are all aspects that we need to practice, trusting ourselves, trusting what shows up. So much of how we've lived before has been about doubting what shows up or giving it a, a meaning that uh, is something related to an emotional response as opposed to what is the universe showing me? How is the universe leading me into something? So it's an opportunity. The 11 shows us an opportunity to kind of move forward. I also love the fact that the 11, you know, it is about standing on your own two feet and it adds up to a two, one-on-one -on -one is two. And we are in the 2020 years, we have the twos, we have that energy of being uh, kind of initiated to stand on our own two feet because the 11 is also double new beginnings with the one and then makes the two. I love how it uses both the ones and the twos because that's the initiation and the, the connection that needs to act, uh, happen. It's having a vision, and the intuition and the willingness to move forward that allows us to create harmony or balance. How do we create equilibrium in our lives? So very powerful when you think about the 11 from those points of view, how much freedom there is when we see things, not with attachment with, but with neutrality. That's the balance of the two. So very exciting that we have this 1111 uh, gateway into this month of August, which is the, um, in the, certainly in the Northern hemisphere, this is where we're seeding the energy of the future. We're burning for the future in a sense where we're lighting a fire or a sense of courage, seeding something in our hearts to, um, and definitely that happens on the other side of the equator too. It's just very different because you're in the winter. So you're burning something new to, bring forward here in the summer there is like there's what is left of what we have created what are we going to do with those seeds of promise how are we going to bring it forward 
I will say, Jen, Jen, um, Jen we forgot the card. So Jen, Jen, we did. Jen says 11's a number of mastery. And I'm like, oh, we didn't do the cards because I've got to chew my card first. Right. The Prince of Wands, which is mastery of inspired creativity. Leo is a very creative um, energy where the sun is and the sun rules Leo. So we've got the sun in Leo. And um, Uranus is inspiration and innovation. And um, Aquarius is also very innovative and inspired as well. So my card perfectly fits with everything. <laughs> if you know, if, for those of you who can see the card, so we'll Jen will look at hers in a minute, and then we'll go back to the thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I was, no, that was good. You you jumped in because this is a mastery card as well, the Prince of Wands, and um, and if you look at it, it's the chariot with the prince with the um, he has the reins of the lion. So there's Leo the lion um, pulling the chariot. Uh, but the reins are just dangled over his arm because he's in such flow. And we've had this card many times. It's it's one card I seem to pull an awful lot. And, and this really fits this full moon to my mind because it is a tense full moon because it has this T-square. This so it's kind of challenging, but um, mastery requires being challenged, I think. And it does require kind of facing up to it and just really going for it and leaning in. So, so. Right. Right. <laughs> That's so perfect because I also I couldn't help noticing the colors, the yellows and reds. We're both wearing red. That wasn't planned. Those yeah, you can see us. <laughs> and, um, but also seeing the red and yellows, which is the fire. So I feel like when I look at that card, it's like what we have mastered in the last two years or two and a half years has given us the strength and the trust to leap forward even though we don't know and that's kind of how i feel like where we are right now we cannot hesitate anymore waiting is it good enough is everything working we just need to fly into what is and when we fly in with that energy of being you know perfectly aligned with our divine energy in the flow of the earth, then we have that courage and that sense of confidence that kind of takes us forward. And it's and we, willing to take a bit of a risk as well. Right. We must take a risk because if we don't take a risk, we're just going to stay where we are. So, um, you know, do you, are you happy with what the way things are? I think a lot of people aren't. We can tell by all the protests and the response in the world. So this is the opportunity. Imagine the doors flying open and you're flying forward on your chariot yes. with such ease. Like you're trusting that the divine is taking you where you need to go. So yeah. really brilliant. And I got the seven of uh, the Illuminating Journey cards, so Soul Portal number seven. And... This is, some people call this, I have called it the Akashic Records, or at least one level of the Akashic Records. What I find very interesting here is this is the one that has the owl. I know we've had it once or twice. There's a lot of purple here. It's like looking in a room. There's a bathtub and plants. What else there is, is a bunch of old things, pyramids, stuff like that, that we have worshipped. So there's a lot of... Uh, books, knowledge, buildings, things that we have put a lot of faith in. 
And to me, when I see this card, it's a reminder that even though things disappear from sight, they have not gone. So the energy of something uh, is still there. And so focusing on what we're going to lose when we leap forward is, uh, is not a, it's not a way to gain momentum for moving forward, right? So if we start thinking about, oh, what am I leaving behind? What am I gonna have to let go of? it doesn't give us the courage or momentum to go forward. It's focusing more on what else is there in the distance, what's in the distance. And if you look up, there's like stars, there's the galaxy, there's the potential. That and of course, very Aquarian to me. Owl, Athena and the owl. So we have strategy, courage, and kind of leaping. This almost looks like it's a, you know, going up a ride straight up into the atmosphere, into the galaxies. What else is possible? So we don't lose anything by going forward, even though it feels like we're letting go of things. They're still there. We're just moving on forward. So, because we just don't want to carry all that stuff with us as we go forward because it's going to slow us down. So I think this time we're in is very much about, and this car to me speaks of that, very much about this this trusting, trusting that you have the knowledge, you have the experience, the wisdom that you need right now to just go forth and do instead of waiting to get a sign. This is your sign. <laughs> this moon is your sign. Leap. So Leap and the... Um, hmm? Even though it's a full moon, which is often seen as a, a fulfillment and completion, it, to my mind, it's got a very forward... Um, motion in this full moon energy uranus is very forward thinking aquarius is very forward thinking very futuristic it, it is really all about trusting because the rest of august could be a little bit challenging i have to say <laughs> the energies we've got coming up are kind of intense you know so uh, um just be inspired to create in your own life and move forward with your own thing that's all you can do <laughs> And, and the other thing is, I mean, the thing is, to me, the culmination is when we're at that point where we've done everything we can to get here. And now we have to start something new. We have to leap forward. And I think also the fact that Saturn is the um, the traditional ruler of uh, Aquarius. Cool. You froze roars like there's this elasticity that's happening it's almost i can hear you know how when a tape in the old days when we had tape and it would get stretched and kind of warped it kind of feels yeah. like that like the sound is everything's kind of being stretched out so you can actually hear the some the syllables and the symbols and you can go yes that's like it's like i'm i'm feeling the energy of what i'm flying into as opposed to you know, being held back by my fears or so this is this gateway. It's, this, it's open, like the gateway is open, fly through it. So, uh, yes, I find that really fascinating. And I will mention that because today that with this full moon is on the third. Oh, Jen, hang on, you've frozen again. Three is a number of joy it's about expressing yourself loving yourself to express who you are your joy your curiosity um and the 
month number for August is 12. Now we've had this before. We were in a 12 year, I don't know, was it, what? Yeah, that's that last year. We were in a 12 year last year. Wow, that feels like so long ago. I had to think about that. Um, so that was a three. And that was about learning to master our uh, willingness to learn by doing because 12 the shadow of 12 is victimization it's when we say that we there's nothing we can do we're trapped we have to follow what other people are saying uh, there's a certain fixed way 12 is this idea there's a fixed way of doing things it's a process we go through and now we need to use that process to kind of leap off use the energy of what we've created to leap out of being victims mm. uh, and into being uh, authors like creating that which we initiating the things we're talking about pioneering initiating beginning like freeing ourselves by leaping out of what we consider the container that we've been forced to live in so this is our uh, gateway to freedom right here and, you know, uh, Aquarius is a very uh, freedom um, related sign, but it's it's such an unusual sign because it's a mixture of conservatism and futuristic modernism. And as Jen said, the um, traditional ruler is Saturn. And on this full moon, um, Saturn is sitting on the Pluto of the USA chart and almost exactly opposing Mercury in Cancer. And Vesta is right there in Cancer as well. So, um, you know, especially for those of us in the USA, but also globally looking at the pandemic and things, um, I think this this polarity that we've got, because a full moon is an opposition, which is a polarity as well. We're going to get this uh, a lot of this polarity through August, beginning with this full moon, really, of this, the rebellion, the the revolution, um, the freedom seeking that's happening um, and then the authoritarian words, the authority, authoritarian attempts to clamp down, you know, and that might be in um, as something as simple as more restrictions again because of COVID, uh, you know, more uh, stay at home kind of uh, language and things. But it's also going to be reflected. Everything is as without, so within. So you know, you may be feeling this push and pull between, you know, really wanting your freedom, your individualism to do your own thing, but then also feeling a little contained um, uh, by this Saturn energy that's so strong in this chart as well. Um, and, you know, you could, you, we, the answer is really to come to integration with all polarities and oppositions it's to find that integrated middle ground and the middle ground of following your heart which is very leo and being individualistic but within your own newly created kind of structures and containers that's always how i see a full moon really finding that middle um so just regarding the square to uranus in taurus though that is kind of likely to bring some surprises. We all know that full moon energies are very heightened. And with this, um, the sun being in Leo, this, this, this full moon at this time of year is always um, 
kind of highly energetic anyway, I think, and an exact square to the moon's um, ruler Uranus, the modern ruler in Taurus, is likely to bring some sudden turns of events, some innovations, some new ideas, but also some surprises um, of all kinds, really, um, you know, it's 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 definitely a fired up new moon. I mean, sorry, full moon. And, and it may come to you from uh, some real creative ideas like this is how I can do this from now on. But it also could come from. I disappeared. <laughs> Hello. I disappeared. I'm back again. I was saying, are you still there? Like you're frozen. I'm like, oh, the whole thing, the whole thing just, kind of... the whole window just shut down. It was like, and just logged me back in again. But anyway, I think I stopped talking at the point I disappeared. So. Oh, good. good. So, are you recording again? Okay. So. Always, yeah, it, it, it <laughs> Always when there's some intensity going on, something yeah. happens. It didn't stop recording. It's funny as I was going, oh, there's going to be some sudden surprises and shocks. The window shut. I was like, oh. Oh, then you froze again. Oh. Yeah. And, and that's a great reminder that Uranus also rules the internet and the um, and uh, technology. So we could have uh, something interesting happening with technology as well. Uh, certainly there's a lot of in energy or things happening through technology. We're communicating more through technology and uh, things that might have been secret that have been hidden are showing up in technology as well as um, this idea of being controlled through technology. So there's all these different levels. And I was just thinking when you were talking about the fact that Uranus um, being... Um, uh, um, you know, creating this energy, kind of pushing itself into the forefront is this idea of um, needing the courage because our structure is crumbling. Like what we have considered, like this is who we are, this is how we live, that's all crumbling and breaking away. So we have to have enormous courage to go forward in spite of what it looks like. Uh, and of course, with Mercury opposing um, you know, in Cancer, opposing uh, Saturn, that idea of uh, investor, the people speaking, the fire of the people rising to, you know, move from victimhood into self-realization or activation. I am my own hero. This is what I'm doing. And of course, I think too, that we mustn't forget the power of restriction, like mm -hmm. that when we have a restriction, it helps us to grow when we don't consider that the restriction is a punishment or something stopping us, but we realize it's, it's an edge that we can change or do something about or use to our advantage. Like, you know, I think we've talked about the fact that one of the greatest dangers is not having any limits because then it's like, okay, where do, where do, where do I end? What, you know, how far can I go? We can just look at uh, some of the government in the U S and certainly in other countries is that they pushing their agenda. How far can I go until people start to rebel? And then when they rebel, how can I try to shut them up? And as we can see, as we experience this history in front of us, that 
There, we have so much power when we realize that this isn't, we don't need to have a battle of wills. We need to focus on what we need to do as, as you were talking, that idea. What are we passionate about? What is our cause? What is our belief? What are we willing to get involved in? And not hammer to death, but really think about what's the end? What's, what do I want from this as opposed to how can I be right or how can I beat yeah. the system, etc. Yeah, not fighting against, you know, um, not to get too political, but just the whole mask is, issue, you know, it's that if, if, if people look at it as a restriction and yet where it's proven to reduce the spread of the pandemic, people are able to go about and get back to work because of masks. So <laughs> it's ironic, right? It's ironic that the thing we we fight against because now we have a piece of cloth or somebody's told us something this yeah. is how most of us operate so we think somebody's given us something that's going to stop our voice stop us from doing and functioning it, but it's it's like being a rebellious child instead of going oh this will actually make it easier oh i've got this restriction now i know what to do and i can live with it so it's ironic so to me if you find yourself fighting against something that is that you you're not going to win against in a sense like this is the way then it's better to find a way to walk walk with it like and work with it as opposed to and i think that's the beauty of seeing saturn working with you know, the moon, Uranus, etc., the sun, mm -hmm. these are all aspects of who we are. So how do we kind of initiate this new iteration of who we are is so powerful. What do we do in the restriction? Not like, how do I get past the restriction? How yes. do I live in the restriction? How do I live as freely and as expressed? Because again, the three is about self-expression. How do I express myself in a world that maybe has told me I shouldn't express myself. Well, am I going to go, oh, you told me, so I better not do it. Or am I going to do it? And am I going to do it because I want to see what you're going to do? Or I'm just going to do it because it mm -hmm. feels like that's what I need to do. Like, these are all options. Like, we can see that played out in the mask. Um, I do want so I did want to talk a little bit more about the moon. Um, uh, as Jen said, it, uh, which she talked about the people. The moon is the people in a, in a mundane chart, which is what the, the um, full moon chart is. And in Aquarius, it's, it's, it, it is the humanitarian and the rebel and all those things. But it's innovative. And um, we're seeing it already. I'm thinking of the wall of moms and then the dads that joined in with their leaf blowers to blow... <laughs> To blow the tear gas away. <laughs> no, that's not. Now, finally, a good use for leaf blowers. Yay! For me, that's a very good example of this energy, of this full moon. You know, the people coming up with innovative solutions to still fight for, um, you know, this re rebellion and this uh, revolution, re-change that they're, they're demanding in this world. So, you know, whether you agree with the protesters or not, you have got to admit that that was pretty innovative. <laughs> and not just innovative, but also the other aspects that Uranus and all of this is teaching us, which is um, humor, right? I mean, Pluto and all of that, you know, the way we heal often is through humor. So using <laughs> humor and also recognizing, I want to support 
like my children, whatever it is, I want to support my children. I don't want my children to um, something to happen. So we have to advocate for those people. And how do we do it? And how do we join forces? Because in the end, we're all looking at the same thing. So it's instead of shaking our fingers and saying, you're wrong. I was just thinking about that yesterday, how admonishing each other is the most dangerous thing we can do because instead of allowing people to have their voice and their expression, here come the dads, they do this, somebody else is doing something else. We need everyone to express themselves mm -hmm. in their way so that we understand what the landscape looks like and how we can be supported going forward with new ideas. Because there you see a perfect example. Here are kids, something's happening, then the mothers get up like, we're not going to take this shit, but obviously we can't go and complain because it's not working, so we got to get out there. Mm -hmm. And then the dads say, well, we want to be part of it too. And it's just this ball rolling yeah. energy that happens when we go, let's look for the solution, not the problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I see so many people around now having focused on the problem they focused on the thing that their life is shit that this is shit i don't want this it's 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 you know it's not good and when you're focused on that you're just going to have that experience over and over as opposed to oh i got to look for a different solution i've got to look for a way to bring something different into it and then it becomes fun then it becomes that curiosity that that like, yeah, I'm actually thinking of new ideas. Wow, this is fun doing this stuff. Like, and the not sun. that they don't believe with their hearts. Go ahead. And the sun in Leo, sorry, my internet was, that's why my face changed. It was like, oh, oh right, I know, it's so funny. It like my, my internet goes, oh, it's unstable again. It's like my internet's been fine until we do this. But anyway, the sun right. in Leo, Leo is a, is a sign of joy and, <laughs> and bringing your heart into it. You know, it's like, um, I think of my friend Nora Herald on Facebook. She always says, operate from joy. That's her thing. And, and this is what this full moon is asking you to do too. It's saying, you know, find the joy in everything, every bit of it, you know, which is what Jen was saying. You know, I haven't, I've barely left my house in, <laughs> in quite a while now. And I'm okay with that. You know, we walk the dogs. I love, I love my house. What's wrong with it? You know, it's like, find the joy in it. I'm enjoying my husband working from home. I thought it might be horrible, but um, we've, found our routine and we're finding actually we're quite liking it we're finding the joy and fun in it and just right. it, it all comes back that, yeah it all comes back to that changing how you look at things look finding the the fun the joy the play yeah right and the equilibrium which is what this is all about is what yeah. 2020 is about it's about this this idea of the portal is when you're at peace with the situation you're in you have greater power and strength and courage to change the things that you want to change yes. so when you are like just like a, a mad dog biting everything and and barking at everything then there is no focus and what this time is about is really focusing on what's yours to do because yeah. We can't all do everything. Clearly, we're exhausted from trying to do everything and save everyone. But we can go, that's not my thing. I can support it in small ways by going, yes, but I'm not actually going to be on the on the ground trying to do it because I have my own thing. And it doesn't matter, like not making yourself wrong because your thing may be, you know, 
I'm reading books or I'm painting or I'm, you know, cooking or I'm gardening or whatever, and I'm not out there. Whatever you're doing that is bringing you to that place and helping you to activate something is the energy cup. So we have to do things differently. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm really sorry. If you're I'm really again. sorry. Well, you see, so, went war warbly from my end. So, uh, and my internet didn't say it was unstable this time. So, I apologise to all our listeners for the technical difficulties. <laughs> we have no control over the internet. We are talking about Uranus and Aquarius, and that rules the internet. <laughs> it's obviously decided to have its say in this recording, and we're going to keep going as we always do. So, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Oh. So, yeah. Um, I did want to talk a, bit, a little bit about the aspects to Chiron and Ceres. Yes. I, I see these two as the real um, opportunities for healing in, in all of the charts that we look at at the moment, and they're directly aspected by this full moon. And, and you know, Ceres in um, Pisces is really asking us to um, to allow for any grief we're feeling and to bring forgiveness. She represents forgiveness in a lot of ways as well. And especially in the sign of Pisces, you know, she's, she's really about um, um, kind of feeling those feelings of grief and things and allowing them to run through you. So, so yeah, we're talking about finding the joy and all that, but if, you know, you're feeling some grief for, you know, the world that was or something that's changed in your life or something you feel you've lost. This, it, you know, this um, this full moon is really aspecting it and saying, yes, feel it, allow it to move through you and acknowledge it. Don't sit in it, though, because Uranus is, is really about not sitting in the stuff. And then Chiron in Aries, um, you know, that's the key to healing. And that's in Aries. That's you, I am, you know, you can only bring yourself to it and to, um, cr to create the life you want or to, uh, um, um, face up to what's happening in your life. What can you do your healing part in, in this? How can you be the key to healing? And, you know, I know Jen would expand on this cause she's the numbers gal more than me, but I find it interesting that Chiron's at nine which is the endings and culmination, right? And then Uranus and Ceres and Le and the moon and the sun are all at ones, elevens and ones, because they're at 10 degrees. So it's like the, um, it's leaving you, the old you behind to my, um, to my mm. mind, you know, who were you? you? We've all changed. I think I know we, Jen and I were talking about it before we recorded, um, I've changed dramatically because one of the eclipses was exactly square my lunar nodes. And I just feel like something, an old part of me has just gone. It's eclipsed literally, but we, I think we're all experiencing that to a degree with all these massive changes that we've got going on in our collective. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So indeed we are feeling at our own level. I think too, that this thing about series is just remembering that there is also the aspect of death and what happens in death is uh, we can put it aside. When you know something has died, a part of you, a piece mm -hmm. of your life, not that you don't experience grief because 
you can and, and absolutely must experience grief, but to also realize that you are now separate from that, right? that which has died. It means it's not part of your life, so you can change. Uh, and so there are so many things that, uh, that are dying now. Uh, this victimhood or this idea of suffering as a humanity, as a way of being, of being oppressed by um, who we call our betters, etc., is at an end, hopefully. So we want to do something different to kind of cement that and, and put that into agreement. This is what we want. This feels like a very putty moment in time where we have the opportunity to say this is what i this is what i want to create this is what i'm doing and it's through our own actions and through our own emotions expressed that we will contribute to this time and kind of cement this new stuff also having um chiron at nine nine is not just the number of endings it is also the number of compassion forgiveness and the beauty of nine is because it holds the essence of all root numbers it allows us to increase our wisdom or how we live in the world, how we uh, kind of show up, who we are, how we operate with our ego, uh, not, uh, you know, not trying to do things because we look good, but to actually do things because they make us feel good and they make us feel expressed is the point of all of this. Be who you are as opposed to who you think you're supposed to be. And that's kind of how it feels with uh, all of this happening in this way. Oh, and I did mention the Mercury opposite Saturn, or the Mercury conjunct um, Vesta, because um, that's an opposition and polarity as well. And the Moon rules Cancer, where Mercury is and Vesta is. Um, this could be the people speaking up and saying no to the authorities as well as the opposite of the authorities trying to clamp down on us. This is uh, the, an opportunity to really focus the people's voice and, and saying no more. We're not taking that. And you, you, you know, you extrapolate that to your own life where in that, you know, I, I'm speaking about the greater collective, but in your own life, where, where are you to set those boundaries and saying, no, um, I'm speaking up and I'm saying, no, I'm not going to take that anymore. I'm not going to be attached to that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, it's a great time to really focus your voice and speak up for yourself and um, your own security, safety, your family, all those things. So, yeah. Right, especially considering it's in cancer, which is about your home or your belief of your roots, your soul roots, your essence. This is who I am. This is what I need to be safe. So when you understand that you're standing up because you know your safety is threatened more than it's been, like when you were under a rock and you, when we were all under the rock and we didn't know, and now we do, like you can't unknow what you know. Yeah. So it's, this is investor lighting the flame of this new energy. This is who I am. This is how I want to live. This is how I'm using my voice, recognizing your voice, your expression. That is your way of being in the world. So you don't want it to be under a rock. Um, and just, yeah, it's that 27, which is a nine again. Yes, another nine. nine. Yeah. Esther 28, which links to the one, the 10, 28. 
so these are key energies and we have the 28 in the last mm -hmm. right 28 mm -hmm. degrees so yeah. it's like trusting yourself instead of others mm -hmm. it's like what lights your flame if you're looking for others to tell you how you need to operate or how you need to speak out or how you can be mothered uh, it's just not going to work you have to find that place by doing this here, this, uh, a lot of this energy here is about doing things differently, mm -hmm. operating differently, moving those, those goalposts or whatever it is, how you operate in the world, how you speak to the world. I think this thing with Mercury being in Cancer, which is beautiful, is this opportunity to come use our voices from a place of compassion, from a realization, oh, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it against someone else. Yeah. And that's a very different point of view, right? And, and for my family too, cancers, the family, immediately came to mind. Um, I'm, Jen and I are both past this um, family stage, but a lot of my younger friends, their children, um, you know, a lot of them are having to decide whether they're going to teach, which is also Mercury in in homeschool and and things like that and uh, an awful lot of people are and so i think as we feel this full moon approaching a lot of people will um decide to focus their voice and to say no we're not being forced back to school if we're not ready and you know we'll sign up for online or we'll homeschool or um how, we'll make it work somehow it could also be with the the moon that rules cancer being in aquarius that smaller groups of people come together to enable their kids to not have to go into this big school setting anymore while we're in the pandemic. So. Right. So it's very much about being innovative and courageous yeah. about defying what has been defying yeah. orders. It's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not going against you because I want to be defiant. I'm going against you because I want my family to be safe because I believe in this stuff. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it work. And this is the exciting part about this energy that's coming forward that not to focus on, oh my, oh my goodness, everything's going out the window. Everything's out of control. Yes, it's out of control, but we still have limitations and we have the right and the voice to speak up, to light the fire for uh, what a lot of people talk about, which is their free free will. What is the yeah. thing? The What's in the constitution? Oh, yeah. Um, well, freedom, whatever. <laughs> yeah, something about freedom. But this is it. Like, what is freedom? It isn't about yeah. shouting to people that, look, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to spit in your face. It's like, yeah, you can do that. But that's like the the lowest level of freedom because it's not evolved. And when we're talking about the number nine, we're talking about evolving our sense of freedom by going, I understand you have something, but I'm going to take care of my children and I'm going to come up with ways. And I'm going to talk to my neighbors and my friends and we'll figure out ways that we can make this work because this is important to us. And it's and also that's the difference. Hmm? It's also Mercury is also learning as well as speaking. Right. And it's and, and it rules the the north node, which is um in Gemini, which is learning. And we have to, you know, I see a lot of people now speaking and realizing that school as we know it, and some of these other structures. So we're using school as an example. School as we know it has been around for a very short time in our human history. 
So why does it always have to stay that way? Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> and just think about structures like school yeah. uh, that are all about controlling people. Like we put children in school. Yes, we want them to learn, to better themselves, but we also want people to be able to go to work. We want to control the, but we have issues we need to talk about and get out there on the table extent of shoving things to the side. We don't know what to do with all these kids until they're ready for the workplace. We'll just shove them into school and, and um, just thinking about what makes sense that what people need to learn and what would be useful and exciting. Like I found personally, this is my personal experience when my daughter was going to school, that it was all about oppressing her voice and her oh, individuality. Yeah. It was like, there wasn't an interest in a different opinion. If she had a different opinion, it was shut up. Like, you need to think like this. You oh, need my to children never fit. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of people don't, right? The average person probably doesn't fit in. They just, some people are better at making yeah. it look like it. Like, yeah, we want structure. But there's a difference between structure and force feeding and controlling and entrapment where you put people in places and say you have to do this and it has to be done like that. And then you tell them what they're doing is wrong and that they suck. And, you know, you're suppressing their voices, right? You're taking, you're killing the flame of their voice. Now, we do acknowledge that for a lot of people, just homeschooling is not easy. That's why right. the collective coming together together to think of innovative solutions to help those people right. to my mind shows up in this full moon so we're not um kind of ignoring the fact that you know for some people it's almost impossible to have their children at home all day because of the way okay. our structures of society have been set up so <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think the point is what we're making here is that this isn't, we're not pointing fingers as wrong or right. What we're saying is that this solution, one size doesn't fit all. And so we have to, instead of pretending there isn't a problem and just like suffering and complaining, we actually want to have the discussion. We yeah. want to put it out there. So people go, oh, there's lots of options. School doesn't have to look like this. Now, yeah. maybe for you, that's how you want it to look and you're happy with that and that's fine. Somebody else maybe, no, I want my child to have a different education. You know, uh, so a different kind of education, a different experience. So I, I don't trust that you know, my child will be safe for whatever reason you're doing it for is this is the idea that there are many options and that's what uh, Uranus is bringing to us. And the yeah. breakdown of structure is just going, oh, we've done certain things a certain way. Think outside the box now. And right, right. New innovative how, ways. How can we anyway. talk Right. How can we talk about our problems and solve them? Right. Are we moving on? Time. We should move on. To, yes, I think we should move on because we've got two questions. But let's do our symbols. You do yours. All right. All right. So, yes, there was lots to talk about. Unfortunately, we can't talk about everything. But yeah. um, it's suffice to say this is a humongous moon. It is. And the, and the next new moon, too. Oh, wow. So you want to hear, listen to our next episode when we record that. <laughs> That's really big. <laughs> do you have your symbol or do you want me to do mine first? You start yours because okay. I... Okay, so the Chandra symbol um, for Aquarius 12, because we always go up, 
the degrees always we always read up is a heated argument turns into laughter tension and release contraction and expansion the breath of the mind resolving its dualities in order to make it possible for radical truths and significant realizations to come through you must first karmically dramatize inside the ego mind and outside as well the unbearable tension between opposing points of view you enter upon disputes advocate positions set up heroes and villains and then when your whole inner and outer world is packed with dilemmas problems arguments and battles you become ready to seek out synthesis to enter upon a cycle of restoring wholeness during your experimental years spice means everything but during your maturity there is no further mileage to be had in turning anything against anything else getting it that mm, getting it that you made it all up in the first place and that the rational mind delights in controversy but has its limits when resolution comes everything looks different all of life turns around and most particularly your relation to yourself changes from the critic into the friend and respectful ally of your own inward intentions beautiful that's all that Jen and I talked about. <laughs> and then the uh, Sabian symbol on a vast staircase stands people of different types graduated upwards. So the keynote, the necessity of recognizing differences of type and levels of development wherever human beings live and work together. So referring to the ascending process of evolution of life forms and consciousness seems to apply especially to the fact that differences of levels exist among human beings. The ideal of equitarianism has to be balanced by realization that hierarchy of levels is a fact of nature. Each person should be aware of the level of which he or she stands even as they strive to move forward to a higher one. She should look up for inspiration and examples while helping the human beings of the next lower level to reach up. It's the great give and take of evolution and it applies to socio-cultural evolution as well as to the progression of biological species. So the uh, Every human being is potentially divine as an individual person, but the natural progression of states of consciousness is an unavoidable reality to accept at the social mental level. The thing I like most about that um, analysis of the symbol is um, about helping the human beings of the next lower level to reach up. I kind of feel like that's the bit that's often missing in our current society. So. I think, yes, I do also think that the, that hierarchy, that the idea of hierarchy, the way we explain it typically is that someone's above you and better. Yeah. Instead yeah. of going, someone's above you because they have experience and now you can go up that way or you can go in a different way. Like hierarchy isn't about controlling 
which yeah. is how it's been in the patriarchy. It's been so it's more about, yeah, it's about yeah. recognizing, oh, I'm here and I want to go there. So what do I need to do? Do I need to follow this or do I want to go somewhere else? And so it's just understanding growth. It's just like what we talk about, like Lou and I and our experiences, like 11 years ago or 10 years ago when we met and how we have changed mm. on our spiritual journey right like yes in the outside world we've probably changed too and done different things but it's more the realization of coming from a place of more uh, irritated by things and then less irritated by things because we have grown and that's a hierarchy it's a hierarchy of spirituality mm-hmm. and definitely as we do that we want to help others to grow too right because don't we want everyone to be evolved we do <laughs> for sure <laughs> and i love that and i love it's kind of it well it, it seems like a bit of a spiral staircase in my mind personally yeah. <laughs> it's like you know nobody's yeah no even though it doesn't say it i heard it as a spiral uh, <laughs> that's funny that, that vast spiral yeah so we can yeah. all see each other and we can recognize what we what we aspire to whatever it is and then we can see the route we need to take the people we need to talk to the actions we need to take to get there so we're going to look at a couple of questions now jen you're going to have to read that one that you put in the chat because my window closed and the chat box has gone for me so Ah. (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) Uh, I know this question can be asked about any particular year, but this has been particularly intense astrological year, Saturn conjunct Pluto, eight retrograde planets, Jupiter magnifying all kinds of non, not fun stuff. Mars in Aries for months and months to come. Did I mention Pluto, etc.? That said, what patterns will be particularly intense and notable in the natal charts for the average baby born this year? So I'm, I live in the US, I'm thinking about American babies in general. What year, well, one year doesn't make a generation. I can't help but think 2020 babies will be intense group as they make their way in the world. And actually, and I actually know a few of them. And this is from Heather. So, well, I think, I I mean, I think clearly they're going to be very um, distinctive generation with all that Capricorn energy with Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter. Uh, in Capricorn, particularly those born in the period where Saturn is also in in Capricorn with Pluto and Jupiter, and and you know Capricorn is generally the elder and the the leader, and um, but with Pluto there, I kind of feel like and and the retrogrades, I I kind of feel like they're meant to uh, these this um, generation potentially will redefine what leadership means um, as they grow older. Um, You mentioned the USA, and clearly we're heading into this USA's Pluto return. I already mentioned Saturn is um, on the USA's Pluto for the second time on the uh, full moon coming up. Um, I kind of think that's indicating the transformational energy of it, that they're going to transform what's happening in america they're going to build the new structures the new ways of governing and things that's my 
thoughts of the big signature, the Capricorn. You can't escape it, really. So. Right. I feel similar. I think similarly. I do believe that these babies born this year are marking the change in how we uh, think about what matters in society. Mm. the structures that match in society and how we create wealth. Um, mm. So they're not necessarily all going to be in agreement with one side. That's the thing we have to remember, right? They could be on the other side of what, say, some of us believe in. Uh, but they will be looking at the structure of life and um, what's important as a society differently. So we do have the opportunity to create new things uh, and reclaim uh, a new way of being in the world. What is valuable to us when we're looking at how we work together in the world, how we structure that? I think that will really be their focus. Um, and, you know, they could be kids that are, you know, that grow up to be adults that are looking at that with curiosity that they're not afraid of death. They're not afraid of the mm. collapse of things that they're willing to kind of play with that, 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 that what, what is a lasting uh, value, a lasting structure and what needs to die so that that structure can be maintained. I do. Want to, hmm? Sorry. I did want to mention sorry. one thing, particularly for the ones born early in the um, 2020 um, in um 2019 almost every month and a friend of ours um Lene van horn she she wrote an article about it almost every month saturn and pluto were occulted by the moon which is like a mini eclipse so whilst they were in utero for most of these children the moon the mother was occulting saturn and pluto while they were forming and nesting in in the um amniotic fluid and so I think that's going to affect them as well. Um, you know, I think they're going to be um, really softening what it means to rule and um, and to be um, and, and softening the patriarchy. I think they are probably going to end it more than we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, because they're going to be bringing in the new structure. I think this has a lot to do with structure. If you think about, it, we had besides being in a four year this year and last year, that three year breaking away from the things that create victimhood or suffering in that way, expanding the pool. Uh, I also think they're going to be, uh, this feeling that I have that they're going to be a lot more hard ass in some ways, even though they are gonna be softer in their um, ability to, to allow for more. Uh, they're they're not going to tolerate um, what we have in the patriarchy, which is a lot of bullshit. A lot of they have uh, strong boundaries. Yeah, they create uh, new rules and yeah, yeah, and and kind of like now it's time to go. Like you know, they I don't think they're going to be as sentimental as we have been, right? So yeah, so it will be interesting to see, as you say, particularly those in the beginning of the year and those that, and of course, depending on what, um, you know, what, um, where it shows up in their chart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which house uh, for the astrologers is going to make a big difference. 
you know right. yeah but as a generation um there's a few thoughts for you i hope it's kind of Right. And, and actually what I'm just thinking about is there are certain years, like people have done research, like certain years where people, there's been a lot of people born, like a, I think Bill Gates and all of them, they were all born in 1964. I don't know if that was the year. Uh, uh, there's certain years that they've calculated are years where there are a lot of very um, prominent people are born. Mm. And uh, so this is going to be one those years right it's just going to be one of those years you're going to be like wow there's like you know and it doesn't hundred mean, geniuses or whatever they call them but it doesn't mean all of them but, are be, but it doesn't mean all of them are going to be prompt. right it doesn't you can't, it doesn't work that way no but the pool <laughs> yeah right exactly. the pool, but they can yeah. more they may be more outspoken more willing to work with you know different things as, yeah. as a as a group right? yeah absolutely so the other question because uh, i realize time is going on so we don't usually right. fit two questions in but they're both very kind of timely as well actually for the, <laughs> for what's going on so we decided to look at them both um and this question is um uh, from tonya and she said um that the lion's gate seems to be a time of massive changes or upheaval for me is this a normal thing for everyone? I'm including my birth chart just in take case, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, so my, I don't really pay much attention to the thing called the Lion's Gate. But my, I did notice astrologically uh, for Tonya that her south node is in um, Leo. And so that might have a lot to do with the change of it, with the south node being really um, calmer and lessons to learn in this lifetime. Uh, Tonya also has a fair amount squaring um, Leo, which is the Lion's Gate is always in Leo. It's 8-8, eight, eight, but it open it. Well, various, there's various theories. And uh, so it does square your Saturn and Mars um, if we go by the date eight eight for where Leo, the sun in Leo is on that day. And so that's really kind of a quite tense square for you as well of both um, driving will for change, your Mars in Scorpio uh, to transform. And then Saturn in Taurus probably gives you some resistance to change as well, because this is all in fixed signs. So it may feel more like upheaval for you personally i've not noticed much for um the lion's gate period for me personally but i don't have a lot in those signs so jen probably knows more about the lion's gate than me i think yeah. right so the lion's gate when i this is part of the uh, egyptian um uh I want to say philosophy thing about the Sirius gate opening these gates that are opening portals into other worlds. And so you could possibly, and it's interesting that you have your South node in Leo because South node is about your past. So this could indicate past lifetimes being um, Syrian or uh, one of the other um, uh, uh, planets or groups that you come from. 
maybe it's it's stirring Egyptian lives. So it was a very uh, significant in that sense, the significance of a lot of things that have been lost. So there could be that um, connection for you. Um, I think also something that I was talking about earlier, which is that in in um, when Leo is highlighted, especially this energy now, the pool of it moving into this time of the eight, uh, this the kind of energy is at its still point where a new fire begins. So we. Oh. Hang so on. you may feel it. Uh, oh, because sorry, we froze the minute. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, another freeze. Uh, no. But I I don't think it affects no. everybody as much. The question was about, you know, just to answer that directly, I don't think it affects everybody as much as other people. I think uh, Jen's point about soul groups is probably correct, that it affects certain soul groups more than others, um, probably to do with the South Node in Leo. So. Right, and and could be other things. I have planets in a couple of planets in Leo, um, Iris, I'm very, have a lot of galactic energy. Um, I, I th also think that, you know, it's interesting that until something becomes brought into our consciousness that we often don't know about and don't feel anything about it. Um, but uh, there is certainly some significance for it in terms of it being the Leo and the eight, because mm -hmm. that's one of the uh, numbers, like in the tarot, right? The strength card. Yeah. I, think, I know they swapped it around at some point, but mm -hmm. just the energy of the eight, this idea of being tied into or connecting or gate opening that allows us to lift up into the portals is powerful. So once you know about it, it can impact you uh, and feel more um, sensitive to it and when you don't know about it sometimes it doesn't have any feeling meaning and, and, I think, and i think we discover these things when we're meant to right right so or that or our attention is drawn to them it's just not something that's ever really pulled me in every year when when we have the lion's gate coming i go oh it's that again it's not something i go oh the lion's gate's coming <laughs> right. so i think yeah again to lose point it just depends on who we are what we respond yeah. to what's coming up for us uh, and could link into certain lifetimes syrian lifetimes egyptian lifetimes etc or uh, just something else that vibrates and then other people may have, that's not their, their thing, but they have other gates that maybe don't have names or you don't know about it, where they respond. Certain times, like Lou and I probably also have times when we go, wow, a lot of things happens mm -hmm. to me around this time if I go back and check, right? Well, I'm more connected to the galactic centers because my right. of my astrology makeup, I'm yeah. connected to the galactic center, the super galactic center. <laughs> Right, and that would be yeah. where your, your focus would be, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so I think it's just very individual. So some yeah. people do it. I think there's a lot of people who hear about these things uh, and say, well, that's some, I need to do something. And maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. Um, you know, it's just, but, I think it, whatever you feel is good. You should do what you, what what is of interest to you or pay attention, journal yeah. about it, you know, honor it, let it, let it allow you you know you know maybe this is your fermenting time your time of growth so it's great to pay attention to it i'd, I'd perhaps even suggest if if 
if she feels called to investigate the Egyptian cosmology around it mm-hmm. and see what what message that has for you. So that's yeah. a good idea. Absolutely, yeah. right? Explore it. Do whatever feels good. I think just honoring uh, the way you're impacted, you know, at a particular time of the year is really powerful. It is. Alrighty. So, Jen, how can people find you? So people can find me on my website, gendition.com. And I also have my cards, the, you know, illuminating journey cards that are for sale on my website. Um, I have a YouTube uh, where I do YouTube gendition. Actually, I don't know, gendition something. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> I've got to put the new name up. It's got my old name. I think it's under my Illuminate 8. Oh. Uh, so I do weekly videos there. You can find me on Facebook, Gender Shen. I have a page, Gender Shen, Gender Shen, Just look for the one that looks like me or sounds like me. Um, and I have uh, a group. We belong here. And I've also started some memberships. I have some memberships available where I do monthly memberships. I'm going to be doing more of those and memberships with the cards. So you can just look for me. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc. And similarly, my website is louiseeddington.com. I haven't changed it to cosmicowlastrology.com yet, but I will eventually. So that's L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. But otherwise, on social media, um, Cosmic Owl Astrology on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, always looking for new subscribers. On my Cosmic Owl Astrology Facebook page, I have a giveaway going on for... The Complete Guide to Astrology, one signed copy for US only, but also five audible um, copies. It's pinned to the top of the page, the giveaway. It's quite simple to enter. So go and go along and enter. Please, I'm dying to send a book to somebody. (laughs) And I have a Facebook group called the Planetary Magic Cafe, which I'm beginning to think I might change to Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe because everything else is going to that. Um, and so I think that's it. Yeah. Follows on Instagram, follows subscribers on YouTube. I'm really trying to build my YouTube channel this year. So, so um, for now it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. And I apologize for all the uh, technicals. <laughs> all the craziness. <laughs> Bye. <Great. for> <laughs> Breathing pauses. <laughs>